0: Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today?
1: Today we are talking about the walrus. So the scientific name for the walrus is Odobenus rosmaris. And uh, Odobenus actually means the tooth walking seahorse. Um, And it also is one of its other nicknames is the tooth walker. Um, And we'll kind of get into why it's called that later on. But um, just some interesting nicknames. um, Not when you think of walrus, I guess. And then as for where it's found, it's found
0: near the Arctic Circle. And when we say near the Arctic Circle, it, it's also found in a bunch of different like, continents. So um, there's two types of walruses. There's the Atlantic and the Pacific walrus. The Atlantic walruses, they inhabit coastal areas in Canada and Greenland, while Pacific walruses inhabit like uh, seas off of Russia and Alaska. Um, and they try to stay where it's fairly cold and where there's a lot of ice.
1: So, I'm sure that most people have seen images of a walrus before, Um, but for those who haven't, uh, they kind of are funny-looking creatures, I guess you can say. They're very much just kind of like a blob of an animal. Um, they have uh, flippers in the back and in the front. And the ones in the back don't do much um, in terms of movement. They help them a little bit, but they're pretty much flat on their stomach and their front ones are what's hold their chest um, and head up. And they do have, uh, I think their most prominent features are their tusks and their whiskers. And their tusks um are on their, you know, in their mouth on their front, and they can actually get up to three feet long. So they're pretty big. And then they have these very long whiskers on their mouth as well that help them uh, with sensory and finding food and stuff like that.
0: And then just going further into like a physical description and whatnot of walruses, I learned uh, a new word is pinniped, which is a fin-footed mammal. So uh, seals, walruses, those sort of things, they're pinnipeds. Uh, And Julia mentioned how long their tusks get. So their tusks are their canine teeth, um, similar to like what most mammals have. And they grow throughout their entire life and they can end up weighing up to 12 pounds. And then another interesting characteristic of the walrus, uh, because of where it's found, it needs to stay warm. It has a lot of blubber. So its skin can get up to two inches thick and that's just the skin. And then there's going to be a layer of blubber or fat underneath that to help keep them warm and insulate them. And walruses do have a layer of hair on them, but it is very, very short hair and very coarse hair. Uh, so they are mainly bald for uh, lack of a better term. Um, and then Julia mentioned earlier that they're called toothwalkers. Uh One of the reasons they are called that, or the reason they are called that is because when they are getting out of the water to help them get onto land, they will, they will use their tusks as leverage. So they'll kind of like move their head forward, hit, uh, put their tusks in the ground, and then kind of pull themselves forward to help get them out of the water. Uh, So that's where they get the name Toothwalker from.
1: And the Atlantic walrus, as we mentioned, there's the Atlantic and Pacific. The Atlantic walrus tends to be smaller than the Pacific walrus, and it also has shorter tusks and a more flatter, pushed-in snout. Um, So that's the kind of way you can differentiate between the two. And another fun fact about them is because they're in such cold temperatures and climate, walruses can actually slow their heartbeats in order to withstand the temperatures of the surrounding waters. And before we move on,
0: one uh, big thing we forgot to mention is their size. So most people picture walruses are pretty big. Uh, It's just how big. So they can get up to 11 and a half feet and can weigh up to one and a half tons. Walruses are massive animals they truly are Uh, i don't think a lot of pictures and videos do it justice until you see something to get a kind of a size comparison with
1: them so just moving on to what the walrus eats um, it eats shellfish mollusks crustaceans and corals Um, So they can actually, you know, they dive down deep in the water. And that is mainly to get this food. They can actually dive down to 100 meters if necessary. um, But typically they don't go deeper than 20 to 30 meters inside the water.
0: And walruses have also been known to eat carcasses of seals uh, when there's not a lot of food. So they tend to go for more of the the smaller uh, sea kind of creatures. Um, But if they absolutely need food and they find carcasses, they will eat them.
1: And I mentioned early on about these long whiskers that they have, and they use it to find their food. That is mainly what their whiskers are for. Um, they are extremely sensitive, and um, they are really good detection devices. And when they actually need to eat um, these shellfish and mollusks and such, what it does is it kind of suction, suctions its mouth around it, and then it uses its tongue almost like uh, like a hammer, kind of just nailing on it over and over again to create this vacuum to suck up whatever it's trying to eat.
0: And then as for what eats the walrus, there isn't much. Um, the two main ones are going to be polar bears and killer whales. And for the most part, it's mainly only when they're young, when they're smaller. Um, a, full gro- a full grown walrus is not getting taken down by a polar bear or a killer whale.
1: Um, there, yeah, there have actually been documented accounts of polar bears chasing down walrus. And they'll dive in the water after them. And the walrus is so strong that it'll basically just stab it with their tusks and the polar bears will drown. So you really do not want to mess with these creatures.
0: And the walrus's like, toughness and aggressiveness will carry over to their courtship and their mating. So male walruses will fight other males for dominance. Uh, and It's usually established by body size, tusk size, and they will fight and like throw themselves at each other as well. And a, a dominant male will mate with multiple females. He will have a harem of female walruses, and they usually mate in the winter. The mating season is between December and March. Uh, and another thing that the male will do to kind of uh, entice female walruses is they will display their tusks, and then in the water they will make these clicking sounds and these bell-like sounds underwater. It's actually really pretty to hear. Um and uh, if a female is attracted to it, she will join him, and then they will mate underwater.
1: So the female will then give birth to the calves um, in, during the spring migration. So the gestation period is between 15 and 16 months. So, you know, a year, almost a year and a half. It's it's a pretty long time. And the female will only have one calf at a time. Um, there have been documentation of the of the male or female giving birth to twins, um, but it's very rare. it's usually only one calf.
0: And when born, uh, the walrus calf uh, will weigh about hundred and thirty pounds. so they are already massive when they come out. And they remain with their mom for about two to three years, and they will reach sexual maturity at about six to seven years for females and eight to ten years in males. And so that's, a, that's uh, a bit into their lifespan, but they're, usually their lifespan in the wild is around is up to 40 years.
1: So walrus are very, very social creatures, and they tend to congregate in large numbers in herds. And they haul out in these herds, the males and females, during the non-breeding season.
0: And then as for their ways of communication, uh, people have probably seen a lot of videos and whatnot or heard the kind of sounds they make. Usually it's a lot of uh, loud bellowing and snorting, but they can also whistle, um, similar to how we whistle. So they have a wide range of communication that they use, uh, as well as uh, displaying their size. It's like a form of aggression, trying to look big and uh, kind of tower over whoever they're trying to intimidate. And then moving on into like the population and conservation and whatnot. So the walruses are listed as vulnerable right now. Uh, For the Atlantic walruses, it's estimated that there's about 25,000 in the wild Pacific. And for the Pacific, it's a lot more. They have about 200,000, which I mean, makes sense. The Pacific Ocean's a lot bigger. There's a lot more places for them to be. Um, Why their numbers are, have gotten so low is because of hunting. So, uh, their blubber was a really, really big, important thing for a lot of uh, people, a lot of tribes, a lot of sailors, because it was just something that you could you could burn, you could use to make food, all this stuff. Like Blubber was important. Uh, the tusks were highly regarded uh, that, that these older people would want to have. So that's one big reason was they were hunted to near extinction at one point.
1: And then the other biggest threat to these walruses is climate change. Um, like we mentioned, they spend most of their time on ice or in water. Um, so when the climate change really affects this and it, uh, uh, you know their ice is melting and it's moving away and breaking apart, it's really hard for them to have kind of this actual living situation for themselves. And as of right now um, in the United States, we are helping them in one way where only Native Americans can hunt them. And it's only a certain amount of walruses at the end of the summer. Um, so Native Americans hunted them at first uh, early on because they used every part of the walrus and it was almost you know, like a sacred hunting like most uh, Native American uh, hunting is.
0: And then some fun facts we kind of have to round out the episode on the walrus. So the walrus is a very important uh, animal in a lot of different religions and folklore and cultures for Arctic dwelling peoples. Uh, skin and bone are used in ceremonies a lot. You see the walrus appear in a lot of legends and folklore. There is a uh, Chukchi myth of an old walrus-headed woman who uh, rules the bottom of the sea, and it's linked to the Inuit god or the Inuit goddess Sedna. And then also in Chukotka and Alaska, the Aurora Borealis, which is the Northern Lights, uh, they are believed to be a special world inhabited by people who have died by violence. And the the changing rays in the Aurora Borealis are supposed to represent uh, dead souls playing uh, playing ball, where the ball is a walrus head.
1: So that's all we have on the walrus. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and listening. Tune in next week, we're going to talk about the North American raccoon.
0: And don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias, which you can find in the description below. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.